The one that Old definitely Christmas. Rodney's seen. I have seen that one. No, get out of town. We saw yeah. it in, in the theater. Yeah. I saw or it in the theater. Cinema, as, as Lyndon would say. In the cinema, yeah. Rodney, theaters for plays like Les Mis. Unless you see Les Mis as the movie, which is in the cinema. Theater. You know, you don't want to risk it. That's what she said. I don't understand. <laughs> it, you don't understand that's what she said? So the premise of that's what she said, <laughs> those jokes are <laughs> not. I just Googled Slant Magazine. Okay. Before, like, before I hit search, the first, the first, like, recommended search is Slant Magazine is bad. <laughs> so <laughs> clearly, we're not the only ones who feel this way. You can do, you can go get makeup and coffee and all of these things if you were stranded with your phone because you could get survived. Survived? You could get rescued, I believe. <laughs> is, the term. Was that, is that sentence from Slant Magazine? You get survived. Did you watch the trailer I sent? You sent it at 3.30 a.m. our time. <laughs> it's not a good time for me to have watched the trailer. My bad. This is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Jobert. It's Black Hawk Down with aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer garden. Beer garden was pretty spot <laughs> That was pretty good. No, he definitely got that. Well, welcome back to another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. We've got the band back together after really a few weeks of kind of non, you know, not really your typical episodes. And we did get a verbal slap on the wrist from Lyndon last week, Rodney, regarding our, our Too Many Sequels episode. Mm. Um, he took forever to give us any feedback, and at that point I knew, oh, he hated it. And then he said, you know, we probably should get back to doing our regular episodes. You know why? Because just like your long intro and just like our long episode, we just actually wasted more time in people's lives. <laughs> and speaking of wasting time, the average person spends 115 hours just looking for something to watch. And the podcast, the purpose, our sole mission is to save people time. So uh, 115 hours, Chet. I'm, uh, we're, we're giving you that back in your life. What are you doing with it? What am I doing in the extra 115 hours? Well, uh, this week it actually comes in the form of, I guess, a podcast recommendation that we have. So we recommend movies. Occasionally we'll recommend a podcast too. Uh, these are good buddies of ours. And they themselves, uh, they recommended our show to their listeners. And honestly, it's not the first time they've done this. And mm. frankly, it's long overdue. That we give them the proper shout out. We've rec- we've you know referenced them here and there. Uh, they contribute to our our topics, but it is long overdue. Take two podcast, which has like multiple guys who are super talented and creative. They take on different movies and, and comic girls. books. And you're right. I'm sorry, I, guys in the in a overly masculine general general sense. Mm. Uh, but they take on multiple things, multiple, you know, like pop culture things, and they do a longer show than we do. They do a more in-depth show than we do. Frankly, they're more creative than we are. Let's be honest. But they gave this very kind review and recommendation to their listeners on their most recent episode. So if I had an extra 115 hours, I'd be going to check out more of their episodes. So here's what they had to say. One of the shows that we are buddy-buddy with is called Down the Hall Podcast. They are a very, very fun show. We listen to them. I believe Tony was the first to jump on board with these guys. Craig jumped in there and talked the rest of us into it. 
Their shtick is that every person spends 115 hours each year just trying to decide what movie to watch. And their job is to help solve that problem. So therefore, you get, don't have to spend all that time searching through movies. They break down and give you movie reviews of things that have already come out in the past. So instead of scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, bing, these guys will tell you, yay, nay, don't do it. Chet and Rodney have a phenomenal chemistry together. The two guys from Down the Hall podcast do a really great job. They're funny. They know their stuff. And then tell you at the end of the day, like, you should definitely check out this film because it's funny and you'll have a good time. But they'll also tell you straight up, this movie is garbage. You should not go see this. And that's something that I appreciate out of a good show. You know, people that are honest with their opinions. So, I mean, that's dedication right there because... I mean, you're these guys are forced to watch this garbage, so they, you don't have to. So, I mean, you should definitely just hear what they have to say. And if you agree with uh, the movies that they think are garbage, then obviously you found a podcast that will help you uh, in the short run get some other movies to add under your belt. Down the Hall podcast. They are available on iTunes, amongst other things. Oh, very now, nice. Now, when you said long overdue, you're saying that it was like long overdue for them to give us another shout out, right? Long overdue. <laughs> we, I mean, frankly, if we're not getting one every two weeks from every podcast out there, I don't know what to say. Yeah. So long overdue is what we say. But also, they nailed it. Don't include Lyndon in the review. Yeah. That's, that's what I say. <laughs> yeah. There was a, a very distinct absence of, of <laughs> Lyndon reference there, which is refreshing because almost all of our reviews only reference how much people love Lyndon. So. Yeah, but those are all the ones that he's writing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. How many how many uh, fake emails have you signed up for to write these reviews? Uh, no comment. Uh, so, like those guys uh, said, we are in this episode. In all of our episodes, we try to take back movie night. So, we have one for you this week that we think is definitely worth your time. It's accessible to you. We also have one to avoid. We are also going to uh, discuss a topic around the film, and we also have a fun game for Rodney and Lyndon that they are not prepared for. They know very little about. Uh, so, gentlemen, if you're ready. So, isn't that the same for Rodney for every game? That's true. It's, uh, listen, I just don't get prepared. I don't get prepared because it makes it makes for a better show, okay? So that's how committed I am to the show, is I come unprepared every time. You're welcome. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course, it's down the hall. I'm psyched. And here we go. All right, so the movie uh, for this week is Wind River. came out last year. It's an hour and 47 minutes long. It's rated R. It's a crime drama mystery. Um, I think we even thought initially that it might be in contention for some Best Picture nods. Um, didn't end up happening, but you can find it right now on Netflix. It features Jeremy Renner, Elizabeth Olsen, the younger of the Olsen twins. Um, well, she's not the younger of the Olsen twins. I would imagine one of those <laughs> twins was the younger. But she's younger than the Olsen twins. She's younger than the Olsen twins. Related Their to youngest sister i would i don't know if that's true don't give me the basic details uh also has kelsey asbill um and this was directed by taylor sheridian who also did sicario hell or high water uh sicario 2 that's also coming out soldado i believe is the name of it but yeah um so tell us chet what what was this movie about and why is it a movie recommendation so this one is an easy one to recommend because it, it has gotten such high ratings, which we're going to get to momentarily. But weirdly enough, this was one that, as Rodney said, when it first came out, seemed like the type of movie that might get some best picture 
attention. But then what ended up happening for the rest of the year was that it flew super under the radar. And here we are with it available on Netflix. And there's so many people that I've talked to who have never seen it before. So uh, first of all, it's, it's a movie night pick because it's extremely accessible to you. It's on Netflix. But also, this is one that in a short amount of time, less than two hours, is going to give you a really intense, uh, you know, keep you guessing type of mystery. There's moments of tension that are unlike anything else, I think, from most of the movies I've seen this past year. But essentially what it's about, without giving too much away, um, because in the case of a mystery, you know, there's only so little, so much we can say. Uh, but Jeremy Renner plays a, a tracker in Wyoming and Wyoming is sort of like this. They set it up as this really uh, wide open area. That's, that's, you know, not very densely populated in any way. And also because of that does not have a lot of like law enforcement, you know, the, the idea is that there's a lot of crime that goes unsolved in Wyoming. And that's like the kind of like creepy crime. Like, like even when I was in Colorado a couple weekends ago, I was driving through like these mountains and stuff. I was thinking, wow, this is beautiful. But also there's a lot of creepy crime that goes on out here that like no one ever knows about. Mm. I like and how so, you, I like how you said you described it as they have Wyoming set up as this vast open space where, well, yeah, they didn't also set it. That's just how the state itself God is set up, set up yeah, yeah. Wyoming that way. Yeah. Uh, but no, so, so what it's essentially about is there is from the very beginning of the movie, um, a death that, you know, that is being investigated. Elizabeth Olsen plays an FBI agent who's flown in specifically to handle the case. Jeremy Renner as a tracker who knows the area, um, is brought on to kind of partner with her and determine who killed this, this girl, uh, and why. And, and the entire movie is backtracking and trying to figure out what exactly happens. Um, but what you have is, like I said, moments of extreme tension. Um, so it's kind of this ongoing mystery with a few distinct scenes that I can think of right now where you were brought to the edge of your seat. And so I definitely think it's worth a movie night uh, because of the mystery sort of element to it. Uh, it's accessible, but also it's it's really well acted. I, I'm a big fan of Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. And I think that it's a really good story, um, brings attention to, I guess, an area that you know, they talk about how there's there's certain types of, you know, killings and, and kidnappings in that area of the country that just go unsolved every year. Mm. And I think that's interesting to think about and talk about. So definitely worth your movie night. But Lyndon, our resident film critic, what am I missing? Well, I uh, struggled with this film, how this uh, Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch spinoff fits into the MCU. It's fairly bleak. <laughs> Fair enough. Rodney has no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I legitimately, I had a moment where I was like, I don't think I understood a word of that sentence. <laughs> okay. Jeremy Renner plays Hawkeye. Elizabeth Olsen plays Scarlet Witch in but anyway, the Avenger movies. But uh, seriously, um, Taylor Sheridan, I championed Hello High Water in last year's Oscars. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was one of the best picture nominations. And this is the... Not any wrote Sicario, wrote Hello High Water, and he stepped up and directed this. And I think for like first time big budget movie, this is very, very well directed as well. It's a really like bleak thriller, um, and the like the way the camera moves, it's a really vast open landscape. It's really still, but then the camera gets quite juttery and moves all over the place when they get quite emotional, especially when um, Jeremy Ren is talking about his family, and it's a really it's a powerful thriller with, that gets a, a little chill to your bones in more ways than one. Mm. Uh, I, I, I think it's a really good film that uh, in our top, recent top 10 uh, Best Picture Oscar nominations, I, it would have gone into the top five easily for me. But yeah, so. I, I agree. I think it's better than a lot of the Best Picture nominations that came out. I mean, for sure. Um, but 
Did you guys not feel cold the whole time watching this? Like the entire movie is just snow and wind yeah. and just, there just are cold. There are different parts of the country that I do think like, oof, like why would you, you know, I mean, sometimes I think it here, like why would you choose it? But it's like, it's pretty, like, we, you know, it's pretty populated here. But the idea of just being in some like vast frozen tundra, I just think like, man, why? You know, because it, it does have like, the movie doesn't feel like Fargo, but I feel like it has like a lot of like, you know, like the the visuals a lot of of fargo just kind of vast open frozen spaces yeah and then it's probably more routinely intense than that um but yeah, also fargo's got a lot of dark humor to it whereas this is right just ten- more of a much more of a tense thriller isn't it right right but um and then also if you've seen winter's bone i know ted uh, that, yeah. that chet is sitting here looking at me i don't like, know what that is and this is the third time i've heard you talk about it it's another movie that was well reviewed that it has a lot of that feel too because that's more of a remote area it has more yeah. of that feel so if you're a fan of that i think this is much better than that yeah i think that wasn't winter's bone jennifer lawrence's first oscar nomination as well i believe it was yeah what am i yeah. like was i just asleep that year like, i don't i don't remember any of this you should pay attention more Jeepers. Uh, all right. So on that note, what did we give this on a scale from one to 10? Uh, this is a very high film for me. I think it's a high eight for me, just missing out on a nine. But it's a really easy to recommend uh, good thriller. I actually gave this movie a nine. Hmm. Yeah, for me, it's actually just like steady eight, low eight, um, you know, straight up eight. So, uh, yeah, but again, when I'm talking to eight, nine, tens, that's when we're getting into the upper echelon there. You just described it as a steady eight, a low eight, and an easy eight. <laughs> the hateful eight. Is it's there a, any, it's a hateful eight. Is there a conversion chart somewhere that, like, I don't know what those, <laughs> you gave it a couple different descriptors. I, I know what I said. And gonna... You know what? You know what that makes you? Not a professional. <laughs> so it's time for the professional's opinion. Hate, 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 hate. Double hate. Lose entirely. I like you a lot. Well, uh, I feel uh, less about myself. Good. Rodney, what did the professionals say about this? The professionals uh, gave it an 87%. Uh, 87% Rotten Tomatoes. So 87% of critics gave this a, uh, a positive review or higher. Uh, that is countered with the IMDb score of a 7.8. So clearly a movie that everyone thinks a lot about. So what did they say about it? So let's um, start with the worst review, shall we? So we can end on a positive. And it's time. I think it's been a while. It's time to bring our old friends back. I'm so angry. I'm so angry right now. You know, we haven't discussed them much in season two of Down the Hall. Just season one. I thought we left them back there, frankly. When did season two start? Uh, I don't know. After the one year moment, right? After the one year episode. Okay. The, you know, year in review. We bashed this publication mm-hmm. at length. <laughs> yeah. I thought we left them in year one, but here we are. So Lyndon, carry on. Well, what I, I thought we left them halfway through year one, but yeah, go ahead. No, we keep coming back. The, the ex chat won't let go slant magazine. <laughs> so, uh, by a mile, the worst review. And they've said when Taylor Sheridan is left to his own devices, his work seems more abrupt and shallow. No more so than when he resolves all of this film's lingering questions in one unremittingly nasty sideswipe of a flashback. Now, mm. what what are his own uh, devices? I just I just hate them. Is I he, just hate them. Why is he? Why is this one on his own devices versus like I don't know? Because oh, he he was a writer. He wrote the previous films and he's directing this one. Uh, but okay, they're upset because he answers the lingering questions of the mystery 
in the form of a flashback. Like, I don't understand what's wrong with that. And this film is anything but shallow. No, I mean, here's the deal. When we look at best and worst reviews, we look at like a bunch of really, like in this case, it was a bunch of great reviews, a bunch of middling reviews, and then literally one, literally just one distinct bad review. And that was from Slant. And again, it's another sentence which makes little to no sense. I Do they try and do that? Like, is that part of their criteria, you think? I mean, I have not gone to their website or anything, but, like, ha- are all of their reviews just a sentence, you think? It looks like it. Yeah, like, we got to just we gotta just cram <laughs> it all in. Let's just put it in one very poor sentence. Go. <laughs> doesn't matter how convoluted, doesn't matter how many commas, make it work. But, Lyndon, enough about them. What is the, what is the best review? So the best review comes from the Chicago Sun-Times, and it says, Writer-director Taylor Sheridan's Wind River is a stark and beautiful and haunting 21st century Western thriller filled with memorable visuals and poetic dialogue and scenes of sudden, shocking, brutal violence. Wind River is definitely one to savour. That's so good. A 21st century Western thriller is spot on. It really is. And also scenes of brutal violence that is one to savour. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. But I I do agree. It's it. That's still the review I would agree more with. Yeah, far more. Yeah, than slant. Slant. Wait. Oh, sorry. I tried to do it in your voice. Slant. <laughs> slant. Uh, well, speaking of slant, one thing we've learned about them is that they routinely give the worst review to a lot of the movies we've recommended. So if you're if you're newer to the show and have no idea why we just bashed some random uh, magazine, it's because for the bulk of a year and a half. They have, I mean, almost one out of every two movies we recommend, maybe one out of every three, they are the worst review. But one thing we also found is that they give really good reviews to a lot of the movies that we've also said to avoid. So we could not be more opposite in our in our takes. And this week, we're looking at one to avoid, as we always do. And in this case, Slant gave it the highest review. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on Shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. Mm. Was it a positive review? Yeah. I mean, yes, it was. I mean, I forget exactly what it said. So, How was the grammar? The grammar was shaky at best, um, as is the (laughs) case with slant reviews. But this week, the movie to avoid. Now, let me just say this. We don't just bash movies just for the sake of bashing them. What we do is we find movies that are being heavily promoted, either – Netflix originals that kind of pop up on your Netflix screen when you first open it up or movies on other websites or other podcasts are recommending that we say are not worth your time. And this week is the movie The Outsider um, starring Jared Leto, Jared Leto. And I there's first of all, I really don't like Jared Leto. Jared Leto. I, I cannot stand Jared Leto. You know, you don't like him. Like I already knew I didn't like him. So like that's points against for The Outsider before I started watching it. Like something about him, like if I were to describe him in one word. It would just be flimsy. Like I feel like he's held <laughs> together by like a white T-shirt and, and like scotch tape. Drug addicty. Is that but a he, term? That, well, he was very good in um, Dallas Buyers Club. That's the only thing. <sighs> but you know I've what? I haven't it. seen it, but I would imagine it, he's drug addicty in that movie. The, uh, exactly. He is. He is. I mean, I already didn't like him, but then when I heard stories about how he got like quote method acting, you know, method actor when he was the Joker. Mm-hmm. And started sending oh, like yeah. dead pigs and used condoms to the to the cast, oh, and they were horrible. all like they were all over him. I was like, "What? Like, no, Jared." I I reiterate, if you're method acting and you're another actor, I'd be like, 
First of all, like, send dead pigs to, like, your family. Like, don't send it to me. Like, what's what point are you making to me? I also do your same job, and I don't need to do that. So stop sending me dead pigs. So there's a number <laughs> of reasons why the outsider is one to avoid. So first of all, it's a heavily subtitled film. Now, not that I'm against subtitles, but if we're talking about whether or not it's worth your movie night, a lot of times that's more of a commitment than just sitting down to watch a movie, right? Secondly, it has Jared Leto. Okay. So if I, if I, if I didn't make it clear before, Jared Leto is in this movie. Okay. So that's reason to avoid it. Thirdly, it ends up being basically like a straight to DVD Jason Statham, like FX type movie. Like not, not all that good. Just kind of survives on the action sequences and a lot of very graphic like slicing and cutting scenes like cutting up flesh mm. fourth it has jared leto in it <laughs> I, you've used that one already I okay think. sorry i couldn't remember uh and then lastly jared leto is the main character in this movie so i would say this is definitely one to different. avoid that one might be different all right we can make up a great cast list just for um, the ideal movie for chet so Jared Leto, Jack Black, Amy Schumer. Ooh, yeah, he would love that movie. Yeah, you'd have to do the 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 old uh, Clockwork Orange eyeball treatment on him to get <laughs> yeah. him to watch it. You know, Glenda, did you see this movie by the way? No, I haven't seen this film. I remember scrolling past it and thinking, "Oh, Jared Leto next." Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, perfect. Um, okay, so we give you one to watch every week. We give you one to avoid, but something we'll always do is we invite the listeners to join in on these conversations, topical conversations. And this week's topic is, since Wind River in many moments is about survival, without, without giving anything away, it's kind of surviving against the elements, surviving against the odds. What is one non-essential item that you couldn't, quote, survive without? Do you really love the lamp or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. All right, so let's go right to the listener picks, uh, and then we'll go to what you guys have to say. One non-essential item that you couldn't survive without, right? Tongue in cheek. So uh, the first one comes from Ivy, who is obviously a regular listener of the show. Uh, she says, I actually blew off a call with Ivy, uh, work-related, um, to be on this podcast. Well, okay. So sorry about that. Well, she said her, her answer <laughs> was uh, she, she couldn't survive without notebooks. I want all of you... Forever, you and me, every day. <laughs> because she said that she always carries one to write down everything. One notebook for everything. You know, I would say there's probably more efficient methods, but who am I? Th- this coming from the guy who used to keep track of his uh, movies that he had watched on uh, scrap pieces of paper. Not movies that I'd watched, watch list. And movies you'd watch. No, that's not you'd even just a jot them down. He'd have like a he'd have like a gum wrapper in his car, and he'd say like, "Oh yeah, I just watched this movie. I'm gonna write it down on this." Uh, farce. <laughs> That's a farce. Uh, Elizabeth in Kansas City says she could not survive without coffee. I need a you like water, like breath, like That's a true one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Justin from Virginia, speaking of podcast friends, that's Zanger from the Zang This Podcast. He says he could not survive without Down the Hall podcast. That cannot be true. Can you imagine? That's the correct answer. Can you imagine trying to survive on an island? You have all your essentials, because this is non-essential. So you have yeah. all your essentials, and the only other thing you have is the sultry tones of Rodney Linden, Linden and Chet. That would be miserable. I would 
I would just stroll out into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, like if we actually kept this list and like we had the power to strand all of these people and we just gave them the thing that they said that they couldn't survive without, I feel like so far Elizabeth would be the only one that would be happy. Like coffee. Well, at least they got coffee. Tiffany from Massachusetts says she could not survive without Facebook. Yeah, I'm good without it. Has she seen the social network? <laughs> That might be a distinct like movie recommendation just for Tiffany. It's like a Patreon Watch subscriber. This. You get a distinct movie recommendation. Social you have network. to do an episode per person. Olivia from Maine says she cannot survive without Wi-Fi. Yep. And Lily really? in Maine, she probably has to live without Wi-Fi. Well, in Maine, they just got <laughs> Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So it's new for it's Olivia. All the rage. Got it. It's new for her. Yep. Wait till she hears about Google. Mm. Lily from Kansas City says she cannot survive without makeup. I think I think mine might be um, hair product. <laughs> you know, I I feel um, like I I, like and I don't, tampons. Uh, no tampons. I'm fine on. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not often like in need of something to absorb blood. I the hair product is more important. I'll tell you one time, like every once in a while I'll go through a phase where I just will try a new one. Like I'll be at CVS and I'll pick out a new container and whether I like it or not, and it'll end up in like a bag that I'm traveling with. And one time I had to get my bag searched and I kid you not, it was a woman who was like searching through my bag and then they opened the side part where like my toiletry bag was and removed at least like four canisters of different like different like or four containers of different hair product and i was never more embarrassed in my life i wanted to explain but i figured like uh explaining would just be weirder you know so i just watched her look at everything and look at me and i just like just kind of shrugged my shoulders and waited waited silently but in my head i was thinking there's a reason i don't need them all i just i try a lot of things gosh i (laughs) what do you want us to do with that what Lyndon, what's your answer? Oh, I think uh, we've already had a great answer with co- with a uh, coffee. I think Nate Shockley. Oh, a spot just, of tea is Lyndon. Yeah, or a spot, spot of tea, tea. Yeah, Nate Shockley just commented and said, uh, "My phone." Oh, bartender Nate. Yep. Bartender yeah, everyone's Nate attached to their phone, yeah. but I think I'll probably just take some alcohol with me. And any alcohol, I'm not fussy. A bit of gin, a bit of whiskey, lovely. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. What's like the London like alcohol, like beer that isn't carbonated? Gin. Gin. Gin's very popular at the minute. Lots of different types of gin at the minute. Well, uh, brother Dan, my brother, just just texted in. He said that um, that he could not survive without tissues. I could actually <laughs> speak to that. That dude has been perpetually blowing his nose since about two thousand three. That feels like there's a problem there. Oh, there's definitely a problem there. He'd be the first to say it. Like he's obsessed with blowing his nose? I think I need to agree with bartender Nate. I would also say I probably, like, it's it's unattractive, but I probably could not survive without my phone, considering, like, everything with the podcast and what I do for work and all these things. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I love playing words with friends on my phone. I love checking right, Twitter. All, that's such an old reference. And I love- second of all, And second of all, <laughs> I I would say, yeah, the phone is the right answer because it's actually a utility. Like, you can do... You can go get makeup and coffee and all of these things if you were stranded with your phone because you could get survived. Survived? You could get rescued, I believe <laughs> is the term. Was that, was that I, sentence from Slant Magazine? I believe that was the you term. You get survived. <laughs> you, sur- survived, you will, go with his own devices, said Rodney. <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, we've uh, we've given you a movie to watch. We've given you one to avoid. Uh-huh. Uh, we've discussed the topic, right? Now, I have a game for you, fellas. Okay, so this is a game that you don't know much about. You mm. kind of know the, the skeleton to it, but you don't really know anything else, right? So I'm going to explain it right now for everyone's sake. Um, I have a list of 10 movies that, I, that Lyndon has not seen. I'm about to text to him. As soon as he gets the text, the clock starts. He has a minute to go one by one through those 10 movies and try to describe them for Rodney to guess. Now, he cannot use any of the actors' names, the director, the title of the movie, obviously, or any of the character names. He has to be creative in describing the movie without those specific things. Mm. So I'll nope. go ahead and let you know. You can say the director name if you want. It's not going to help me. <laughs> no actor, no director, no character, no, no movie title. Uh, you just got to be as creative as possible to describe these names. I'm sorry, these movies to Rodney. And then when that's done, we're going to tally up how many you got in a minute. Hopefully you get all 10, maybe not. And then Rodney's going to do the exact same thing with a different list of 10. Did you see the list? I didn't. I saw, I saw a, I saw a name, but not all entirely accidentally. Okay. Um, Lyndon, any questions? Are you ready to go? So me and Rodney are playing as a team. Yes. I feel, I feel we need like a team name. Like uh, team, team Roddon. Oof, boy, that's <laughs> that's tough. I mean, that's not a good one. I, <laughs> I I'll settle, but I I, I would te- rather not. Right, let's <laughs> team Diesel. Team let's, Lynn Diesel. Yeah, I like oh, that. Right, oh, right, I like a, that. <laughs> well, I kind of don't. My dad wouldn't. I guess that's the one. Okay, that's it. All right, so I'm about to send the text right now. You have to be honest and tell me you got it. The clock's gonna start. We're not going to cut this down in any way. We're just gonna leave it raw for a minute. You're going to completely just as best as you can try to describe these movies to Rodney. He has to guess. And then we'll switch. Yep. You ready? Yep. Sending now. Okay. Wait. I've, I've opened it now. All right. Go. Cool. So first one, Rodo. Uh, end of the film finds his wife's head in a box. Seven. Yes. Um, a masked man makes a woman shave her hair. Trust uh, me for Vendetta. Yes. Mental. Um a prison island wanders around. Turns out it's kind of all in his head. Kind of. Oh, uh, Shutter Island. You use the word island. Uh, doesn't count. Ah, you mother. Uh, get out of town. Um, superhero family animated. In- uh, 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 Mr. Uh, Mr. Incredibles. The Incredibles. Yes. Um, a secret super spy has forgotten who he is. Wakes up. Starts beating born? everyone up. Born. Born yeah, identity. Yes. Uh, green ogre. Left. Green Ogre who goes around Shrek. having adventures. Uh, Shrek. Blue people wandering around. Um, big giant blue people on a alien planet. Oh, live in a big tree. Ten seconds. What Shrek? No, <laughs> what? Live in no, a no, big... new one. Uh, big blue people. Oh, we're going to the next one. Uh, Done. Big ship sinks. Done. Done. Wait, so I got five. Uh, wait, wait, no, no, you didn't get. Uh, Shutter Island didn't count. No, wait, wait. We'll ask the judge. No, Shutter Island stands. Shadow Island does not count. You use the word island. You use you literally use the word island. Wait, so uh, you got seven correct. You got V for Vendetta. Shadow Island does great not count. Work, v for Vendetta. Uh, seven. You got The Incredibles. You got Born Identity, and you got Shrek. So that's five. Five. Yeah. The one Lyndon was just describing was Avatar. Blue people. Oh yeah, sorry. You're right. Yeah. Big Ti- blue people. Titanic was the next one, and then I'll leave the other two because we might use them again. Okay. Nice. Good work. I thought that was good, probably. Yeah, right, thank so you. Thank you. So five. Well, right. well done. Well done, Team Lynn Diesel. Lynn Diesel, baby. All right. So now I'm about to send these over to you, Rodney, even though you are feet away from me. 
but I need to be able to use my phone to, uh, to do the clock. So here we go. The text is being sent. Oh, wait. I almost sent that to Lyndon. That would be counterproductive. Um, all right. Ready? Ready. Lyndon, get ready. Ready. Ready, Lynn Diesel. All right. And ready and go. Okay. Uh, boxing movie, Philadelphia. Rocky. Um, uh, it is based on a ship, a ship term. If you fall off the side of it, um, has gold. Overboard. Yeah, thank you. you I did start. I, I started. No, 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 move on, move on, move on. Bent, bent, uh, oh, I did it again. You didn't uh, stop using the actors. War, um, a movie based in Boston, uh, bank robberies, um, suburb. Town. Huh? You, town? Yep. Um, you said that uh, the the movie uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, if the if the boy had had sex with Willie. It, yeah, thank you. Uh um, that makes no sense. This is a kid's animated one of the, the first Pixar movie. Toy Story. Um, five seconds. A, a great comedy movie based uh, when people come together uh, as one, and it's uh, done. Dang it! Wedding Crash is stupid. I love how he started by describing his thoughts about the movie. A great comedy movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right I, will anyone else understand how we got free willy definitely not okay so you use Ro- you got rocky overboard although you almost said goldie Hawn. i almost did i for- i kept forgetting that that's not allowed the town free willy you yep. got all four of those toy, toy story you got toy story yeah yeah I yeah, said got toy story. Story. yeah okay 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 that's five wedding crashers was the next one rodney i mean linden and then yeah. we'll we'll leave the rest because we might use them again. It's so hard to not go to the actors. Yeah, it's so hard. Like that's so what's my, that? Team, my... team Lindy's will get a grand score of ten. Ten. Yeah, I like. I, hey, yeah, that's good. That was a good score. I mean, to start yeah, off happy. inaugural. I don't think we know that that was a good score. I think we'll have to wait and see how the rest of the yeah. I mean, it's do. not going to be the best score that gets put up, but I think to start, it's Could impressive. Be. Yeah, to All start, right. it's impressive. Sure, it's a good it's a good place to start. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll do this again, where Rodney, you have to come up with. You know, ten films for for Lyndon and, and myself, and then Lyndon, you'll do them for Rodney and I. We'll see which combination does the best. What did I say? Black Lagoon creature boy sex. Yeah, I think, <laughs> what do you got? And Lyndon Free said, Willy, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right. Well, since the cat's out of the bag, that goes to uh, something that Shape of Water. Lyndon texted us about the Shape of Water, which is that the Shape of Water is like Free Willy if the boy slept with the whale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's uh, that's where that came from. Uh, well, well done, gentlemen. So combined, ten points. For t- Team Lynn Diesel. It's uh, such a good name. Well, Rodney, so one thing we've done lately, mm. because what has been very helpful for the show, as we heard from the Take Two guys, which is nice of them, but what has been very helpful has been the reviews that people have actually written on iTunes. Like, mm. five-star review, give us your opinion of the show. It's been very helpful. But because you don't want to hear me ask for that, what we have done is have Rodney do a character voice of the week asking our listeners to give a five-star review. And uh, the only thing I can think naturally for this week, Rodney, is that I once saw Jared Leto, uh, who we talked about right already many times here. I once saw Jared Leto uh, perform live in his band 30 Seconds to Mars. And so so Jared Leto, uh, being the, the front man of a band, I want you to ask our listeners to give a review as if you were the front man of a band addressing a stadium of people. I mean, what? These are getting really obscure at this point. <laughs> Good evening, Boston! Please 
We are excited to play music. <laughs> and what, <laughs> what would be the best love that you could ever give us is if you go online and give us reviews on iTunes where you buy our music, lots of it. We love you, Boston. Oh, all right. Not bad. Not bad. Well, that just happened. <laughs> not, not bad. I, I think I need some lead time for these. <laughs> I, it's not, it's <laughs> the, inevitably these are going to become offensive. I know, like we don't have enough <laughs> levers to pull for me to not end up like losing my actual real life job in because of one of these recordings. <laughs> my promise to you. Is that I will never give you lead time. <laughs> I thought you could say my promise to you is that I'll make sure you don't lose your job over this. I can't oh, promise no. that. He would I never. He would promise. never promise that. That's his goal. I think just for fun. All right, guys. So at this point in the episode, what we're going to do is we, we are you know momentarily we're going to get into sort of a, what we call the spoiler section where we break down Wind River a little bit more in depth. Right. We share probably what our favorite scenes, our most standout scenes are. But if you haven't seen it, that might ruin it for you. So at this moment, if you need to pause and, and you know come back to the episode later, by all means. But in that meantime, we want to remind you to go to our website, downthehallpodcast.com. You can scroll down to the bottom of that page uh, where you can recommend a movie for us. And uh, we will consider it for movie night watch. And if that's one that we decide is worth the time, we'll give you a shout out on the episode for that movie. But Linda, before we go to that spoiler section, um, let me ask you, where are we in this MCU watching journey we're on, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because I know that they actually changed the release date, at least in the US, for when that movie comes out, uh, Infinity Wars. Uh, Earlier. It's now earlier in April. But where are we this week in watching all of the MCU films leading up to Infinity War. So now an exciting week with a new uh, trailer out as well, a new poster in our build-up to Avengers Infinity War. We're on week 12. So this week we'll be watching Ant-Man. And I know uh, Rodney actually likes this one. This is one he's seen previously. I didn't say I'd like it. I, I, oh. I've watched it, and it's fine. He's hard to dislike. You can't dislike anything with Paul Rudd in. Yeah, I mean he's fine. I, I don't think of him much as a uh, as a superhero, but you know it's uh, it's cute. And with that glowing recommendation, everyone go and enjoy Ant Man. Mm. I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. All right, so here we are in the spoiler section. Uh, this is actually a movie that probably is your prototypical movie that can get spoiled by something we would have accidentally said mm. earlier in the episode. So. Uh, gentlemen, what to you was the most, I guess, standout scene from the movie or your favorite scene? Um, just your general spoiler section thoughts. I think I'm going to go with the obvious there when the, the big kind of showdown outside the trailer and with the flashback just before it is so clever. She's knocking on the door and you hear the knocking and it's when he answers the door, you then realize it's actually part of the flashback, which is very clever. Mm. And then the flashback is very brutal and that kind of builds it up to the big like gun showdown which is very impressive and kind of comes out of nowhere but because we've had a standoff before that the tension's really built up to this moment uh so yeah that's the, the climax of the film and it's a really standout well done film i mean i think for me it was just it was the scene where you realize you know what happened what led to her her death you know because it was uh you know those people kind of stumble in and it's it's a scene that's 
difficult to watch for sure mm. but it kind yeah. of like builds up to it so you kind of know like oh no like is this where gonna go where i think it's gonna go and and then it does um and so for me i think that still vividly stands out to me you know a year after having seen it mm. yeah that was a scene that that was hard to watch for sure i think my favorite was the shootout um where as they're kind of exploring the the site there the the guys are kind of suddenly circling them and, and they notice it and there's that, that, that tension. Um, but yeah, to your point, that, that scene with the flashback, that, that scene for me, I think maybe it's just a personal thing was, I mean, as hard to watch as like the curb stomp scene in, in American history X, you know, mm-hmm. like there are scenes that I, I think about from distinct, from certain movies where like, Oh yeah, great movie, but there's that one scene. And that, I think maybe that's what, will probably hinder me from wanting to rewatch this movie. Um, but again, that might just be a personal thing, but it does play into um, the explanation and sort of the resolution where, you know, Jeremy Renner kind of describes how much of a warrior this, this woman was to have then escaped and run as far as she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. that's where the movie all, you know, everything coincides in those, those scenes, like the shootout, the flashback all happening within the same, se- you know, setup. Um, it's a satisfying revenge scene or whatever you want to call it too you know like later yeah when you watch when you watch the guy run and not get anywhere mm-hmm. you know in that in that cold um there's there's kind of a satisfying conclusion and then jimmy um when he talks to the father jimmy remember has that line and he asks how he got how he went out and he says with a whimper yeah right yeah 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 because it was you know and like you know because the 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 girl who had died had run significant you know had basically done you know something that was like impossible. humanly impossible um, yeah, and he gets like eight steps. Yeah. Well, I think also too one scene that I thought was interesting was when um, the father of the girl who had died was being kind of belligerent with Elizabeth Olsen when she first approaches yeah. them, but then the second he sees Jeremy Renner, he just breaks down and starts crying. I mean, there were two reasons for that. One, you know, they're a small town, small community; they all know each other well. So something about the father experiencing the loss of his daughter being belligerent with a stranger in Elizabeth Olsen, but then the familiarity with Jeremy Renner, it was kind of a sense of comfort. But then we find out further later in the movie, Renner also, you know, his character lost his daughter, right? And so the when the father of the girl who died sees Jeremy Renner, he knows that that man has experienced what he's experiencing this minute and like his defenses go down. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really, really like beautifully done mm-hmm. uh, scene. And when Jeremy Renner explains to Elizabeth Olsen what happened to his daughter and all the cam, the cam, cam has been so still and quiet and uh, these amazing like vistas and landscape and it, it's shaking as he's kind of crying and telling that's the story about his daughter and the whole the um, it just holds on Jeremy Renner's face. It's a really, it was a really clever, like emotional scene. Good point, though, Rodney. Why would anyone live there? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think about this sometimes. I, I think there is, I think as human beings, we're probably not we're wired to stay or we're wired to make home, you know, and and so we might. We, it's just familiarity. I feel so you're like. saying people don't move there; they just grew up there. Yeah, I don't think that. I doubt you have too many transplants. You know, like New York City is made up of transplants because it's a location. I doubt I doubt Wyoming, Wind River, Wyoming is a place that they're like, oh, yeah, we have strangers come in all the time and decide this is where they want to be. Okay, well, on that note, that's not exactly a travel destination for me, so I guess you're right. It's not on my bucket list, my travel bucket list, so, I, you know, maybe you have a point. 
but uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Down the Hall Guys. You can find us on Facebook, contribute to these conversations. Um, but also, like we said before, you can go to our website, downthehallpodcast.com, where you can scroll down and recommend a movie for us. If I'm not forgetting anything, I'm Chet. That's Rodney and Lyndon, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>